Welcome to Prime Cohesion. Please join us as we move forward in this endeavor. We hope you join us for some banter and laughs as we touch on the real life topics that united us. Please be advised content can be mature in nature and disturbing to some. We're not always the experts, but we strive to do our part to bring awareness to subjects that matter to us and provide support when we can. Let me introduce your hosts, Jason, Smitty, and Tater. Did you watch the, uh, the TikTok? The one on Joe Rogan with the guy talking to the, the basically the analyst or the yeah. analytics for the um, David Smith, uh, the Putin and uh, Russia Ukraine thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watched it. I watched the whole thing, and I was like, I couldn't find anything wrong with what he said. He's absolutely right. And and, and I was talking to Jason earlier. 99 probably percent 90 i'll say 95 percent of americans probably have no clue that this is not an unprovoked thing this is putin had a clear line in the sand said don't cross this line and we crossed it (laughs) and and you know what we do it every time boy that's what i'm saying so yeah it was a huge murka yeah but it's a it's 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 what we do all the time but at the same time it's like all these people are thinking that putin's just this crazy madman and i'm like he's a madman but he's he ain't crazy he's he's got a clear plan you know what i mean i don't think he's crazy i don't think he's a madman i think he's a little off well he's i don't think he has a death wish though he's not stalling no, he's not. And he doesn't want nuclear war. But at the same time, he also doesn't want people taking what he believes is his. You know what I mean? Right. No, I agree. He, he's like, because Ukraine was fully on board with Russia up until we got involved. You know what I mean? We overthrew their government. Right. Well, we did it on purpose because we wanted somebody that more sided with a Western point of view than... You know what I mean? So it's no different know. than what we did, in, like I was telling Jason. So we did it in Libya, right? Under right. Obama, correct? Yeah. Obama, again, did it in Libya, attempted to do it in Syria, and it didn't go well. Libya didn't really go well either. We got a bunch of CIA guys killed and some, uh, and some SEAL team guys. They did a movie on that. Well, unfortunately, the SEALs and the military in general are usually the fall guys for all that. They're the ones that take the brunt of the impact. The recipe, everybody else just has to explain, but the military has to die. Right. Which is, well, you which had is some, unfortunate. Well, the issue with the Libya thing was you had some of those guys weren't military. They were, they were outside. They were retired. And Mercs. they were do, uh, what do you call it? Private, private, like Blackwater guys. Mercs. Yeah, but they weren't. They weren't Blackwater. They're contractors. Yeah. contractors. They're mercenaries. Yeah. yeah, mercenaries. That's Mercs. Yeah. Working, working for the CIA, pretty much. 
running protection and, and under shit the like table, that. In, under the table country. kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. We so, will deny all involvement kind of people. Yeah. So you had those guys. They tried to do it in Syria. It didn't work. Uh, I think Gaddafi, Gaddafi was Libya. Can't remember what the Syrian Syrian president was, but he's still there. I don't know why we flipped Gaddafi. Hell, we put him in power the first time. That's uh, a whole different episode. Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, going back to Ukraine. See, I didn't. I didn't know all that. I wasn't paying attention to it. I didn't know that well, Obama. He, he did, did a good job piecing it all together. Yeah. But I want to say Gaddafi was Libya. That sounds right. And you know, and here's the thing. All right. Whether we do it full force like we did Iraq or uh, we go in and we try to do it covertly with the CIA. It never ends well. Like, we've never learned our lesson. I don't understand it. Well, none of it ends well, but the reason we don't ever understand it is because there's so much money at play behind the scenes in just different interests. You know what I mean? A lot of it's oil. A lot of it's oil. But there's a lot of other bullshit that's at play that we don't ever hear about that... If you think about it, if somebody said it, you would think it was minor, but in the grand scheme of things, to somebody, it was major. You know what I mean? So it was like, all right, we're going to go fucking take lives because of this. And if you heard about it, you'd be like, really? They did that because of that? Yeah, but but a lot of times you don't get the truth. Oh, we never get the truth. We didn't get the We didn't get the truth in Iraq. Hmm. We didn't get the truth in Iran. We didn't get the truth anywhere, really. Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, Syria, Libya, Somalia. You don't really get the truth anywhere. You get what they want you to hear because they have to they have to justify it. They have to justify the reasons. Sure. I I get that. But my issue with it is, is you're putting my brothers and my sisters in harm's way to do it. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're just pawns. They don't really, they don't give a shit. They're, they're following other interests. There's so much money at play and. Yeah. Like, okay. For instance, okay. You brought up Somalia. Yeah. Black Hawk down. Yeah. When was that? It was nineties. It was nineties. It was I think it was early in Clinton's tenure. Yeah. What did we gain? Nothing. Has it changed? No. Nah, nothing's changed. Afghanistan. That's been a mm, that's been a hot pot of shit. What for we've gained is the it's, it's been a hot pot of shit for a million for a thousand years, but I'm saying we went in and 2001 after 9-11 it's well, 2022 well, what has changed well if you go back to the 90s because it was afghanistan originally before De- desert storm it no, was I agree. I, it I was because russia and afghanistan were in bed together russia was funding afghanistan russia was- russia russia fought a war there to get the taliban out in the 80s and 90s and we right we 
back the Taliban at the time against the Russians. We supplied so, weapons. That's what I'm saying. The Russia, Russia and Afghanistan have a history that. I no, I agree. I agree 100. I'm not debating that at all. I'm not right. debating any of that. I'm just, I'm just saying simple, simple, simplistic facts. We went into Afghanistan in 2001. It's 2022. What has changed in the 21 years since? Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. The body count. Body count. That's it. Vietnam. I remember before I joined the Marine Corps in 94, I remember being on the corner in my hometown in 1991. Smitty, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Legit. This is why did you join the Marine Corps? Like your heart of hearts. Why did you do it? It was my way out. It was my way out of my hometown. I needed something. I needed a direction. To be perfectly honest, if you want the whole story, my father was in FBI Academy at the time in Quantico, Virginia, near headquarters Marine Corps. And I was 19 years old, 18, 19 years old. I had no direction. I didn't know what the hell I was going to do with my life. We went to Quantico, Virginia to see my dad graduate from the FBI National Academy for his tenure when they invited him up there to go through FBI Academy school. And we drove through Quantico, Virginia, headquarter Marine Corps. And I saw all those Marines and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. That's what I want to do. <laughs> and, and that's fair. That's, that's fair. what I, that's why I, I did it. And I think that's 90% of guys who join the military is like, this is my way out. This yep. is, I can get a free education. It's never, it's election basically. And patriotism. I was a huge patriot too. I was on the corner. Like I said, in 1991, I was on the corner in my hometown, waving the American flag, praising the troops. When we first did invaded in desert storm. Yeah. I was just a huge patriot. Yeah, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. I'll support I'll support our military to the day I die. Right. No matter right. what. Because it's not it's not those guys' decisions where no, no, the government sends them and what they do. No. Right. Not at all. So I don't hold a grudge against them. Similar to the way the country did when when guys came back from Vietnam. Right. Because they, they hated them for whatever yeah. reason. You know, they, they spit just on them. They spit on them. They hated them. They didn't like them. And those guys, a lot of those guys had no choice in the matter. They were drafted. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's my thing is like, if you look back uh, post World War II, where have we really made a positive impact in the world? Well, we, we did liberate and, cause an impact on a lot of countries back then, especially in post World, World War II. Well, Vietnam was more of a Well most people don't understand Korea and Vietnam. I don't even know what they yeah, teach in school today. Because there's a big difference. That was to Korea slow down the spread of communism more than anything. Well Korea technically wasn't even a war. If you look it up it was the Korean conflict. Oh they were they still consider that a war but Vietnam wasn't a war either. Neither was the Iraq neither was Iraq. None of this right. 
declaration right. of war was never declared. Right. But Vietnam, uh, that's a tough one. Vietnam was. It was the well, Red Scare. Black Hawk Down Those guys was that went, the October soldiers 30. had nothing to do with that lie. You know what I mean? No, no, no. They were doing assault. what they thought was right. And I think us being allies with the French didn't help in Vietnam. Now, there was a lot of things that didn't help in Vietnam, but. And then in Korea, I, I haven't, I, 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 I'm going to back off Korea because I haven't researched Korea as much as I have Vietnam. My biological father was in the Korean War. He was, well, the Korean conflict, whatever you want to call it. That was 53 to 56, something like that. It started, I believe it started in 53, I thought. Am I wrong? Definitely not a decade conflict like Vietnam. No, but it was after Korea when Vietnam popped off, but... There was a lot of bullshit going there. That's a whole nother conversation. If we start with Vietnam, that's a whole nother. 50 through 53, and it kind of waned from there. Yeah, 50 through 53? Yeah. So 53 was last year. Yeah. Well, the conflict was before then, but the Korean War, quote, was 50 to 53. What what about Panama and the Contras? That was Reagan in the early 80s, I believe. That was the drug war. Yeah, it's all money, and they, and they 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 funded that war with cocaine. That was the CIA. That was a lot yeah. of CIA. Yeah, yeah. And Black Hawk Down was October third, ninety three. That was okay. Somalia, right? Yeah, it was Somalia. Right. What about uh, what was the other one? Oh no, you're thinking of uh, Clinton and uh, the Balkans. Clinton was somewhere else. The Bosnia. You're thinking of Bosnia. 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 Yeah. You're thinking of Bosnia. That's why I was in Italy is I was supporting Bosnia. That was okay. during Bosnia. It was 95, 96, that, that area, that era. Damn. I didn't know you were involved with that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's why I was in Italy. I was supporting Bosnia war. The war. Of, uh, it was operation. De- it was operation deny flight. We were out of Aviano and we were patrolling with uh, jammers and it was on an Air Force base. So there was F-16s involved, but I was supporting the EA-6Bs, which were um, tactical um, jammers. You remember trying to deny flight over that entire area to keep everything quiet. Yeah. But I was talking time and... He was Air Force, and he was telling me how he would have to go, when he was in Afghanistan, he would have to go on patrols with the regular patrol guys. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I mean, nobody was not subject to the, oh, ground, no, you're, the ground war in Afghanistan. No, you're a government property. They pretty, You pretty much go where they tell you to go. There's nothing really you can do about it. You were part of... So when you get over, when you're in country, you just get... No matter what your job was in the service that you were in, you get put with a unit, basically. You get put over there, and then whatever that unit's job was, well, now that's your job. And you're just subject to whatever it was. I was lucky enough to be in in the air wing, so I just supported aircraft. That was my job. I supported aircraft. Whatever their job was, that was my job. And that's what you, I was trying to. That's what I was trying to figure out with him because he was the same thing. He was the aircraft uh, aircraft mechanic, so 
why are he you? He was in country. Yeah, he, he was in country. in country. Yeah, if you're in country, then you're going to be subject to they need manpower because guys were dying left and right over there pretty much. It just doesn't seem like the best strategy to me. They're just throwing people at it. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense to throw mechanics and uh, and janitors. Well, <laughs> no matter what they are, if and- you're in the military, you're technically like as a Marine. My primary job is a rifleman. I am sure. always a rifleman. Sure, sure, sure. Regardless. So if they need me to go take a rifle and go fucking run somewhere and shoot some people, then that's what my job is. I, I think that's a little different, Smitty. Yeah. Well, agreed. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Let me but see when you're this. in country, shit hits the fan. When hey, you're hey, in country, no, no doubt, no I have doubt. an uncle you're that in was a sniper in the Air Force. Okay. And, and until he told me that, I would never have thought it. No, I, I I get that. You're in the military, you have a job, and not only that, you signed up, whether you like it or not, to defend exactly the country. Against all enemies, foreign and foreign domestic. And domestic. We, yeah. we we leave out the domestic part quite a bit, though. Yeah, unfortunately. You talking and about Washington, D.C.? Yeah. Was that was what I took my oath. When I took my oath, I stood in that room and swore that I would defend this country against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. That was part of the oath. That doesn't expire. Yeah. That never expires. Yeah, congressmen and senators take the same oath. Yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't give a fuck about it. That's the unfortunate byproduct of capitalism. Everybody yeah. just wants money. Uh, capitalism I works. I wouldn't blame, I wouldn't blame capitalism. Capitalism, greed. capitalism is, is the vessel. Greed. Yeah. Agreed. Is the desire. I agree. I agree. There's a lot of greed in this country because the opportunity is there. And I think that's one of the main reasons. It's not just because of greed. It's because greed and opportunity. Yeah. Depending on how you're positioned in any any economy, you can take advantage of it. There is no reason on the face of this earth why people in Congress that regulate certain things say it should be allowed to have stock it is not right you regulate that economy how can you possibly have a say in any of this if you own it it doesn't make fucking sense to me no at all and no and why are they if it was me and you we'd be charged with rico probably or something else it's it's pathetic. It really is pathetic. I'm just saying, there's just a lot of... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> okay, so I think that's some of the confusion, right? So let's, let's, let's put this out there. Um, most people that I talk to really don't understand the laws and they don't understand the things that go into it and why marijuana... Marijuana is where it is. Um, and there's, there's a few reasons for it, right? So, first of all, marijuana was classified incorrectly back in the 1920s and 30s. Um, and secondly, 
once it was classified that way, and then you had a lot of other laws that contributed to it, and it made it a very easy target for mandatory minimums. Now, something else that you have to remember in this conversation is that the prison, there's a lot of for-profit prison systems out there. Right, all the prisons are not federally run and they're not all state run. A lot of them are private businesses contracted by the states and contracted by the feds. Um, so if you take that into account and then you see what the low hanging fruit is when marijuana usage is almost, I would say somewhere in the 80 to 90% acceptance range, um, you can see why it's low hanging fruit. Now, on the other end of that, you have it as a Schedule 1. Schedule 1 is the highest rated. Um, we talked about this earlier. Um, schedule 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Uh, schedule 1 is the highest and it's the most, it has the most harsh sentences. So it's up there with, I believe, LSD, heroin, and fentanyl. Or fentanyl might be a level lower. Fentanyl's down. Uh, they got X up there. AOD, uh, that's the one. Yeah, just the whole schedule one through five is screwed up, right? and you, and you wonder why people scratch their head in the idiocracy of our system, especially those in charge. You got fentanyl, which is the number one killer in the world. Well, let me just correct myself in the United States. Definitely, in the and United it's only States. a schedule right now, two. Yeah, with cocaine and a few other things. You got oxycodone. Which is which, which is basically synthetic heroin, right? And, and that's what the, the whole list from bottom up. Like you got tramadol, Ambien, and Ambien. I can understand being down there with Xanax, but tramadol typically is what leads to the next level of addiction, which is oxy. And you start shooting oxy, then you get into fentanyl and meth. And you end up, you're pretty much dead at that point. I mean, most people don't survive. I mean, you hear about the rehab stories. There's a lucky few, but it it does not end well. And, well, then, and you then, got marijuana at the top of the list with heroin, which heroin yeah. was a 60s drug with LSD. It's not that common anymore. No, it's not. It's definitely not because you got the oxycodone and the fentanyls of the world. Yeah, and, you know... It, it even has an parentheses on the DEA website for, for fentanyl, white China. I mean, yeah. come on. Uh, we know where it's coming from. It's coming over their southern border, but we do nothing about that either. Exactly. That, and that's, a, that's, a, that's, another, uh, that's another big problem. Um, but I don't know if you remember this. I do because it's just it's more recent. Um, the messaging, I think you probably went to i don't want to age you anyways but you were you you were around in the 80s i wasn't so oh, yeah. you remember the just say no and and yep. drugs are bad and yep. and marrow and here's the thing that i always the crime heard dog and it, mcgruff and all that yes. yeah yeah yep. here's the thing when, when that i always heard that always just perplexed me even as a kid was that marijuana was a gateway drug and Looking back on that now, I think about it and I'm like, no, marijuana wasn't a gateway drug. It was just the most readily available and cheap thing for kids to get their hands on at the time. Yeah. 
and I think it was generally, it's still at the time amongst teenagers and young adults, it was generally accepted. So to say it was a gateway drug is meh. I'd have to look up the statistic, but I want to say nicotine is just as addictive as heroin. Depending on who you ask. <laughs> it's funny you say that. If you ask the right guy, they'll tell you golf is more addictive than cocaine. So, yeah, that's a different story. Yeah. But let me read a quote here from President Camacho. Sending people to prison for possession of marijuana has upended too many lives and incarcerated people for conduct that many states no longer prohibit. As I said before, no one should be in jail for simple possession. Now, I think he's wrong. I don't think anyone in federal prison been indicted, arrested, placed there for simple possession. Not since 1970. I, I would say there might be someone in there that plead down the simple possession on a plea bargain to get a bigger fish that was trafficking. Yeah. And my question is, who in the hell are they about to let out of jail? Because you're not in federal prison for patty cakes. Those are hard timers, not nobodies. Yeah. So, so what, what blunder is this that they're doing again? Is this the way that they break the country in half with crying? Yeah. So the definition, for those who don't know, um, the definition, according to Carmichael, legal, of simple possession is of a controlled substance generally involves a small amount of drugs that were intended for personal use rather than for sale or for, to another person. Possession can be proven through actual possession such as having the drug in your pocket or by constructive possession in your car, in your, wherever you are in your system, you can have possession by consumption as well. For those who don't know. Okay. So <laughs> alcohol with that being said <laughs> in Georgia, I do not know of any department currently. I could be wrong. There might be a couple out there. That will even arrest you for simple possession. They will think, give, they will give you a ticket to appear in court, and that's the extent of it. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of a lot of counties have moved away uh, from arresting people for that, but, but there, it, I think there there are some. If you end up with a large amount, I'm gonna say large. I don't know the exact weight of whatever this is or that is. So not to get into it. semantics here. It, Over an that, ounce is considered a uh, possession with intent. Possession with intent, but we're still not at the point of trafficking with that, that amount. No, you'd have to have quite a few. Okay, so it's all misdemeanors at that point. Do you have, what, multiple offenses? I don't know the law on this very well, but... Uh, possession with intent is a felony. Okay, so if you're rolling around with a blunt in your cigarette pack, you're you're... You might get a ticket, and you might not, depending on if you're being an asshole or not to the cops, basically what it boils down to. Is that correct? Yeah, and even, I think, I mean, to be honest with you, I think in some counties they look the other way if it's, you know, even if you're right at the limit. All right, so uh, I think the broader spectrum is, to keep it simple, uh, less than an ounce, you're getting a ticket. Over an ounce, you're going to jail. I'm still perplexed who the president 
is about to let out of jail, and they're saying they're saying thousands of people, it's like sixty five hundred people, whatever the magic number is in his head, or if it even is in his head. Who who are they about to let out of jail this time? Right. They've already boosted the crime in the country since he went into office by fourfold. What's next? Yeah, I think I'm not saying these people don't deserve to get out of jail. I don't know each and every one of them. Um, yeah, obviously we don't know the case history or what's about to happen. And we may never find out the truth. But right. it's frightening to hear them say simple possession because we all know that's not the case. It's never, no. Not in not. federal prison. You're not in federal prison for simple possession, like I said. If you're in federal prison for simple possession, you pleaded down, and you shouldn't be in this conversation. Let's let's do this. Let's let's paint the picture, right? If, if you got arrested, let's just say, hypothetically, you did. You got arrested for what they're calling simple possession. Why? Let's ask the questions. Why? were the feds involved in the first place because usually in those cases it's local police or local detectives or maybe even maybe even it could be DEA because DEA is is a federal uh, agency so in my mind that tells me that you were around some nefarious people who were probably doing things a lot worse and you got caught up in it exactly big fish the feds don't go after the guy on the street corner selling joints. No, not unless the only time I could see the feds going after someone like that is if they have really good knowledge that, like you said, it's going to lead to someone much, much bigger. And that's usually, and the crazy thing is, though, the funny thing about that is, is it's, that's usually like all these stories, if you watch Cocaine Cowboys, any of the Cocaine Cowboys stories or... uh Stuff that went on back then, even uh, George Young, the guy the movie Blow was about, his best friend from his childhood best friend sold him out. And in uh, one case that I saw, it was uh, uh, it was the husband of a uh, uh, the Medellin one of the Medellin cartel distributors that sold everybody out. And it was just you never really the thing is you never really know. <laughs> like in that game, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword. So, uh, you never really know who's going to sell you out. It could be anybody. A lot of time it's family. So yeah, it's usually somebody very close. Yep. I say this just to make my point. I think, I think, uh, not so much the pardons or anything that that's one issue with, with the situation. But the, the other issue is, is he says he's going to, they're going to look at the schedules. Uh, that's not really what I'm looking for. I'm looking for decriminalization at a federal level. Let the states handle it state by state cases for marijuana. Now that you want to look at the schedules for the rest of the drugs, go right ahead. But I'm looking for a strict cross the board federally decriminalize it, take it off the schedule list. Let the states handle it on a case by case basis. Yeah, they, they definitely got to do something with the schedule because this thing's broken. Anyone with an IQ over 50 can look, read this and go, this is ass backwards. I mean, yeah, it, it, it makes no sense. Like it it well, makes no a, sense. It's not just that. There's, there's 
Well, that's a whole other conversation. We still have dry counties out there in the U.S., which is wild. Well, we still can't buy till after, well, noon on Sunday in, in Georgia, so. Yeah, Go figure. it makes sense. Makes no sense. Yeah. You still have dry dry counties in uh, Georgia. Somehow that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, you, this is just the, the way the schedule's written is for financial use. Someone's benefiting from this schedule because I know people who've died and had problems with the drugs on this list, and they start down at the very bottom, and they you end up at the top. Yeah, it's it's. Now that I've taken 10 minutes to read the schedule, based off this little gaffe from the president, it's appalling to me, personally. Yeah. No, and I feel the same way. Minus the one. I take yeah. issue with the one. The rest of it? I, it that one makes no sense to be in on the, where it is on that schedule. And I could care less about it. Either way. Different that's that. what I'm saying. It means nothing that's- to me. That's Most people, saying, right? if you ask a cop when you come up on a guy that's stoned driving a car, it's not like someone drinking alcohol that's all over the road that's dangerous to others. They drive real slow. They're paranoid. They're they're damn near in the lane. They're like grandma driving. That's that's the dude that's stoned. In case you did not know that. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? It, it, and that's how you spot them driving. Yeah. Well, most. Most people who are inebriated in that way think, eh, slower is better, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but they're they, from they're one ditch gonna... to the next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The owners well, don't do that, or, no, at least what, in yeah, that's my what experience. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. That being said, there's obvious issues with the drug scheduling that we don't agree with. For those of you out there listening, you'd like to look into the drug scheduling yourself, you can go to the DEA.gov website. And it'll go into further detail about scheduling and the details of why those drugs are classified where they are. Thank you for your patronage. Please share the podcast or tell a friend about it. You're listening to the program to help us support first responders and veterans alike. Stop by and check us out on Facebook. For those who would like to donate or subscribe to the program, you can do so at redcircle.com. Prime Cohesion.